Welcome to Through Thick and Skin, a podcast about two sisters in business together on a mission to demystify skincare and aesthetic medicine, your online resource for unfiltered truth in a very filtered world. We're your hosts, Erin Jensen and Megan Patterson. You might know us from Instagram, where our business, The Treatment Skin Boutique, has garnered followers through the ever-popular Mondays with Megan Stories series for offering insight on skincare and treatments in an easy-to-understand, candid way. Backed by the expertise of Aesthetic PA, Expert Injector, National trainer and brand builder Aaron Jensen, we are here to drop knowledge, cutting out the bullshit while making you laugh along the way. Welcome to Through Thick and Skin Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Jensen. And I'm Megan Patterson. And we're on episode number 35. Yes, yes. And this episode is going to be all about filler. Like you haven't heard us talk enough about that. I know. I mean, well, we did mention filler in the beginning days, but I think we talked about a lot of other things. Like this is very specific to filler. Like I kind of want it. We get so many questions and DMs on our treatment, the treatment Instagram about why this filler? Why that filler? My friend had this filler. My mom had this mm-hmm. filler. I want this filler. Why don't you carry this filler? And um, it's very overwhelming. Yes. And you know, uh, I'm going to toot Aaron's horn a little bit. Uh, Aaron is a trainer for two of the biggest injectable companies who both both make the most popular filler, arguably the most popular filler product in the world. Mm-hmm. So Aaron's a trainer for Allergan and Galderma. So I'm very familiar with all different types of products. Yeah. And I think that's so important to make sure you are seeing an injector who is familiar with different fillers and different types and has all of the varieties in their office. Because if you're like a one-stop shop that only carries one brand so you get the most loyalty points to get the most discounts. See, people don't know that. You're on the backside of things where people will, are like, wait, what? But yes, you guys. I'll break it down for all yeah, y'all. Yeah, like with the, there's more to it. Like, yes, Erin, like why does Erin carry what she has? You know, why does she carry the different filler? We're just going to keep it to filler. I know it's hard to not talk about neuromodulators, which are wrinkle relaxers like Botox, Dysport, and Juveau, but we're going to talk about fillers because fillers have a bad rap right? They do. That, you know, like, unfortunately there are certain people or certain looks that have given fillers a bad name and people have major Mm -hmm. opinions Mm -hmm. and judgments about filler. When they hear lip filler, Mm -hmm. it almost has a negative connotation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Most people think when they hear lip filler, even me as a person who fucking sells lip filler for a living, I still get a little, "Mm." Mm -hmm. you know, like if I'm around a guy, I'll be like lip enhancement, you know, rather than lip filler because of some dumbass people who have a certain look, you know, I should take that back. People who like a particular look that's not aligned with mine. It looks very Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they have given us, they've given lip filler a bad name, but filler goes in way more places than lips. Mm -hmm. Well, let's start from the beginning on why filler got a bad name from the start. When filler and neuromodulators first came out, I mean, neuromodulators have been out for over 30 years. Filler on the market, probably like 15 to 20 years. Well, the types of fillers that we use now, hyaluronic acid fillers, 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, we thought wrinkles are what made people look old. So what we did is that we try to make all the wrinkles go away. We fully froze foreheads. We fully froze frown lines. We made all the crow's feet go, go away. We injected nasolabial folds, which is, which is the fold between the cheek and the lips until there was nothing left. We filled in marionette lines, a line that goes down like a little ventriloquist dummy from the lip down to the chin. We made all those wrinkles go away. 
but people looked weird as fuck because they had flat cheeks and there was no dimension in their face. And mm. what do you call it? You you lovingly refer to it as something. Pillow like, face? Pillow face, yes. Yeah, pillow face. Pillow face. When there's like no dimension to no it, dimension. it just looks weird. And so we're like, yes, we made, we have these products and they make all your wrinkles go away. And they were like, what the fuck are we doing? Like these people What look year was weird. that though? Like early 2000s? Uh, even before that, like, uh, let's see. No, like early 2000s, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say. You know, like the uh, those early pictures of like Nicole Kidman, she was like overfrozen mm-hmm. or... She still denies using um, uh, wrinkle relaxers. You know who just signed on with Xeomin? Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. You have your goop opinions yeah. of everything. <laughs> she, she sold out of her vagina candle and I haven't sold out of my making candle, so I'm a little bitter. You have sold out of your making candle. We just restocked. Thank you. Oh, then you owe me some money. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for admitting that you owe me a check. So anyways, okay, so filler. Okay, so we figured out that's not the way to do things. Over time, we realized lack of volume in certain areas. That's what makes people look old. So I know you've seen these like beautiful 80, 85 year old women with silver hair and crow's feet, tons of crow's feet, but just look stunning. Mm -hmm. It's because they have high cheekbones Mm -hmm. and they have nice chin projection. That's what makes someone look younger and more youthful. It's restoring volume, not making all the wrinkles go away. Mm -hmm. And that's, what's really hard to educate patients about because they, to their themselves, they still see wrinkles as the ultimate problem. And it takes education. And hopefully you guys can learn that from this episode that wrinkles are not the enemy. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we don't think wrinkles are the enemy. We like expression. We like movement. And that's, what's cool about Aaron as a trainer is that like, it's just taking years of this type of methodology to develop. It's taking years for that type of thinking to, to go beyond like lips, 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 filler in the lips, filler in the lips. Ah. There's so much shit moving right now. Like, I mean, just recently FDA approval for filler in the chin mm-hmm. with Voluma. I mean, you've been using filler in the chin for a while. Yeah. FDA just means it's gone through extensive testing, proving that that product does make a significant difference in an area. When they do these testings and develop the tests, they have to show certain grades. So for the chin, it's the distance. um, If you draw a line from the nose to the lip to the chin, showing that it's what either under projected under the lip, flush with the lip or goes projected beyond that. So they had to prove that that product was able to show a certain grade improvement with the chin. Yeah. But we've been using it. We use fillers all over the whole body. I mean, it doesn't mean that we can't use it, mm-hmm. but it's just something that we talk about with patients. Like it's not, might not be FDA approved, but it's definitely used regularly throughout like all of aesthetics. Yeah. So do you, I, I know when you started, if you guys didn't hear about how Erin started in Durham, you have to go back to her episode all about Erin and her PA journey. So I know you said that when you started in the dermatology office, there wasn't much about filler, but before, did you have to like learn about the history of filler or where it came from? Do you know anything about it? Back in the day, they just like a trainer would come, not even a trainer, the rep would come give you some like, okay, here you go. You can practice with it. And like, uh, mom, uh, what you doing? Mom was hooked up. Mama's been hooked up for years. Yeah. She's glad I didn't go into like gynecology or something. Yeah. Any <laughs> test patients for a uh, pap smear. Uh, so she would come in and it was really like, trial by error. I mean, there were other products that were used for filler before the standard hyaluronic acid fillers that we use now. Um, things like silicone, bovine collagen that you had to do allergy tests from. Wait, wait, wait. Bovine as in cows. Yes. Yes. Cow collagen. Cow collagen. Yes. Cow collagen. You know what I, when I think of cow collagen, I think of the ring of fat that's left behind on a bowl of like pozole. (laughs) 
when you reheat it. I mean, I mean, I know you don't eat pozole, but just kind of like that gelatinous fat. Yes, yes. So that shit was injected like, in let's faces. Just suck it up into a syringe and stop it. it. Well, it was much more refined than your pozole fat. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but still, yes. so like, well, how- you have, so since it is a, a substance from an animal, you have to test for allergy testing. So what you would have to do, and this is pre my days, I never injected collagen. Like it was out before I became a PA, but you would have to do an allergy test where they would inject a little sample into your forearm and a month later would allow you to come back to you know, take a look and make sure that you didn't have an allergy to it. So that all of like the soap opera queens in the nineties, that's what they were doing. Yes. Didn't they, Lisa Rinna have a uh, injection? I think or she silicone? had silicone. Yeah, yeah. She had silicone. Yeah. No, silicone is another substance that they, they used to inject and they have since banned it since the early nineties, but with silicone it's permanent. And so your face ages over time. So when your lips start to deflate or your cheeks start to move, that foreign substance isn't moving and you're stuck with it in that certain place. And it's not like an easy implant where you just cut it open and pull it out. It's like all intertwined into your tissue. You can have these foreign substance reactions. It's just like as a That's hot messy. mess. That's why I love that we carry only hyaluronic acid fillers because it's sugar. It doesn't come from an animal. Mm -hmm. It's naturally occurring yes. and it's reversible. Yes. Yes. So with silicone, like you said, it's not reversible. You couldn't inject something in it to reverse all those little silicone molecules that are all no. intertwining your flesh. And there is a difference between silicone injections and silicone implants, like a breast implant. Mm -hmm. Those are encapsulated. Like those are much safer yeah. um, than injections. So you can still get silicone breast implants or you can, and that's the preferred method for most plastic surgeons. But silicone injections is definitely something you want to stay away from. I really don't know anyone who does silicone anymore. I mean, like, just well, like back alley and like holiday inns in Jersey. Yes. Like in your butt. Super dangerous. Or like cock, like from Home Depot. Oh my gosh. Like Cement. just, you've seen some like just horrible Absolutely, yeah. pictures from people like that. Who oh that yeah. Done. And I've even, I, I've treated people. I, yeah. With lasers and trying to do some, um, reconstructive work and it's just, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's never worth it to go cheap on, on any of this stuff. Yeah. So back, so dermal fillers started out. Yes. Okay. So when I first started back in 2009, the, they, there were only a few fillers on the market in the Allergan portfolio. So Allergan is a company, um, a, a pharmaceutical company. They had Juvederm Ultra and Juvederm Ultra Plus. A lot of times you'll see people in their marketing talk about Juvederm Ultra XC. XC just means with lidocaine. So when they, so, I don't know when someone says that, I'm like, they all have lidocaine now. Like you don't have to say that. <laughs> like, they don't that you're not, they're not the trainer. Well, I think it's funny. They weren't around when you could get, I mean, you still can get a, a Juvederm without lidocaine. Yeah. So we used to have to mix it in. So XC just means with lidocaine. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have to say that everyone. Juvederm Ultra and Juvederm Ultra Plus. And then in the Restylane portfolio, Galderma, it wasn't Galderma who originally owned it, but now they do own it. There was regular Restylane and there was something called Perlane, Restylane and Perlane. Perlane, they rebranded to become Restylane Lift. And so that's what's still on the market today. Yeah. So for the whole face, we had two, just those two fillers to fill the whole face with. So who came out first, Galderma or Allergan? Well, the Galderma did. The Restylane oh. products came out first. Botox was the first neuromodulator and the Restylane products were the first dermal fillers. So, so hyaluronic acid dermal fillers. Yeah. So for you guys who don't realize, like Allergan is like Coca-Cola. Galderma is like Pepsi. Mm -hmm. Allergan came out with Botox. All right. Synonymous. Botox, you know. Uh, which has a bad can have a bad rap too, and then but Aller or but Galderma, the Pepsi Cola came out with filler, and so Allergan copied 
Galderma. It's not really copying. The Allergan rep can come at me. I don't care. It's, I, it's not copying. They came out first and then they came, they made up their own I filler. know, but these products take decades to develop. But so it's it, not like they like, oh, that's a great idea. I'm going to copy okay. that shirt. I'm not picking sides because I'm a free agent. So then, then Galderma copied Allergan and made Dysport. It was not... <laughs> So you, you're all being protected because you're a trainer for both of them. So you're trying to cover your ass. I'm not a trainer, so I can say whatever the hell they I want. Both, but they're, it's not like they saw a restaurant and then made Juvederm after. They're like, hey. No, they were all in the product development. So yeah, these things take decades to develop. Yeah. So anyways, so with that there, that's all we had to fill the face. And those fillers have certain indications, you know, Juvederm. I don't remember the original indications, but it's like nasolabial folds and marionette lines. But we were putting like ultra plus in the cheeks and I was putting uh, Juvederm in the glabella, which we don't want to do anymore. Just like it, it was. What is a glabella? So for people that don't know. Oh, glabella is the, the frown lines the in 11s. between the eyebrows. Yeah. You, you want to put more neuromodulators there because if you put filler there, it's much more high risk. And so you definitely want to go to someone who knows what they're doing. Um, so we just learned a lot from that. And those products, they have nuances about them that make them great in certain areas and not so great in certain areas. Mm -hmm. The Juvederm products are very hydrophilic. They absorb a lot of water, which is awesome if you want more hydrated areas like a nasolabial fold and marionette line. The Some of the Restylane products like Restylane Lift or Perlane, as it was called previously, they're really firm. So before I, we would put Perlane in the nasolabial fold, the Restylane <gasps> Lift, and that just came out really too firm. Or we put like a more, you know, a softer filler or more hydrophilic filler like Juvederm Ultra in the cheeks, and that wasn't firm enough. So what has been nice is that over the past few years, they have come out with these very specific fillers that have different nuances where I am a freak about my filler choice. Like I will want like- For yourself. For, and my patients. Oh, like my, I drive my uh, medical is crazy because I will sit there for like five minutes staring at the cabinet, just like what pondering like, what am I going to pick? I want something more firm. I want it more soft. I want less water. I want this. Oh, like, and so, and a lot of times you are putting the, the same syringe in different areas. Like, okay, what if I want to fill a cheek and a lip, what filler am I going to pick? Mm. If I'm going to fill a nasolabial fold in the lip. And that's why a lot of times we have to use different types of fillers and multiple syringes to get the best improvement for somebody. Well, you know, somebody listening to this podcast is like, so, so what is it then, Aaron? What filler do you use in the chick in the leap? Chick in the leap. <laughs> what filler do I need to use in the cheek and my lips? So I can go down to BOGO injectables down the street and get it. Because I, I want the training expertise of Aaron motherfucking Jensen, but I don't want to pay for it because I want to okay. get the best bang for my buck. I want to get the right, I want to get the same filler in my cheek as my lip. Do you see that? See, I see the craziness in this and I'm not the injector because the filler that needs to make a substantial difference in your cheek is not going to be the same filler in your lips. Yes. So uh, I, I heard a good analogy. Somebody told me, it's like when you go to a restaurant you and the waiters, you order a steak and the waiter says, how do you want it cooked? Like you tell them one thing. Mm -hmm. So when you come to an injector, your job is to be like, what, you know, what do you want treated or what's your concern? You're not going to go to that chef and tell him how to cook the steak. You're not going to be like, well, to cook a medium steak, you're actually going to cook it. You're going to sear it for two minutes and you're going to cook it on a 400 degree temperature. Like, no, you just trust that chef knows what the hell they're doing to mm -hmm. cook your steak to medium. When you want your cheeks filled, you're going to trust that I know what and where to put it and how to put it. So don't ask for a mirror to stare while I'm injecting you and like correct me. Because oh, has like, that happened before? <laughs> you sound triggered. No, I, I don't get it as much anymore. But I do. I, I don't see new patients currently. And I, I've seen patients for years, for over a decade. And I will. I mean, 
probably like once or twice a week, I'll see somebody like, oh, I went to this other place and got my Botox because I was traveling or with my friend or what they had a sale. And it's like, can you fix it? I, I don't even know why I went somewhere else. So when you find someone like it's stay never, loyal to them, you got to build with them be better, cheaper, like which. Would you cheat on your hairdresser? Like, no. They, they can tell. Hair yeah, girls yes. can tell when you do. They're like, oh, look at this gold band. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. That's what you get. No. They rip your hair back. and like, oh, <laughs> sorry. They're like, oh, sorry. You got a big knot for cheating on me. And they smack you on the head. You never cheat on me. I know. I feel, I, I wish I could do that sometimes to people, but I, I won't. No, I'm I not going to shame you. But just know you, it, it, there are so many steps into getting good filler. It's who's injecting it, how they're injecting it, what needles are they using, what cannula are they using, what are they putting, are they blending your fillers, are they, what type are they using, it, are they expired, like, how do they sanitize things, how do they sterilize Girl, you're it? gonna give people so many complexes, they have so many questions Bottom line, just go to someone trusted. And, and also do- ask around, like, ask your friends who they go to, because mm-hmm. they're gonna know firsthand, they're gonna know how clean the bathroom is how clean the facilities are how comfortable the injector yes. makes them feel yes because you could find yelp you could go online and look at all the reviews and you could look at somebody's stunning you know instagram and a lot of people f- find us through instagram and mm-hmm. don't have friends that have ever been to us people yeah. that travel far and wide to come and see us but it's really important to ask that is like our main form of marketing is just word of mouth yes i treated a dentist the other day and she's like yeah you know i don't really know you but i came into the room and you had puricin like a type of disinfectant on the counter so I know you're like at least legit to have Purison. I'm like, I recognize you. <laughs> game recognize game with the anti-back for sure. Yeah. So filler is, so the, so Erin carries a few different types of filler. She's mm-hmm. a trainer for the two companies. So Juvederm is a type of filler by Allergan. Restylane is a type of mm-hmm. filler. And then under that like umbrella, there's a whole bunch of different types, yes. different they, softness. They each have five fillers in their hyaluronic acid portfolios. So hyaluronic acid, remember, it's Hyaluronic sugar. acid is a substance found naturally in our own bodies. It's found in our eyes, in our bones. So it's very rare to have an allergic reaction to it. That's why we don't have to do allergy testing like we did before. With cow with collagen. Bovine collagen. That's correct. So it's very safe. It's dissolvable. It's reversible, which I think is like Thank the Lord. I don't know if I would even do filler or perform filler if it wasn't reversible. And there is a filler out there. Ooh. There is filler out there, you guys, that is not reversible. There's not. And it's it, it's not bad. It's just you have to, you should understand that and know that. So there are some times where some providers may choose that certain type of filler that is not dissolvable. But maybe just talk to them if they have options. But it is. It, You're so nice them. and kind and, and diplomatic. I'm like, don't put radius in my fucking body. <laughs> You've had it. No, I, that's... <laughs> I disagree with that. I mean, I don't think radius is not a bad filler. I just don't carry it right now. I've used it plenty of times in the past and I think it gets good firm results. Yeah. Just for me personally, I just like but if you mess, net. Yeah. If you mess up radius, you cannot reverse it. No, I mean, right? there are, there, there is something that, you know, does have the potential of dissolving it. I don't know how good of results people have had with it. Yeah. Uh, I just don't explore it as much. I think radius does have more potential for being more of a biostimulator where you dilute it and use it something like a sculpture where you're stimulating collagen production. So you can use it more in like the neck, the decollete. So I think we'll be exploring that a little bit more at the office. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, dang. Okay. Well, I'll just shut my mouth. <laughs> Then a lot of people who've never heard of filler, they're like, what is radius? What is sculpture? So, but all of our injector girls are like, "Mm -hmm, okay, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) All of our PA girls. Yes. I know what you're talking about. So yeah, take those nuggets. If you are put that to the side, put it to the side. But again, for all of our uh, lay people who are just looking to learn more about fillers for themselves personally, 
Um, it's good just to learn about this superficially, but again, you don't have to really dig deep in technique and, and things like that. It's, it's kind of like, say you needed um, like uh, your gallbladder removed. If you need your gallbladder removed, you're probably not, you're going to maybe learn about the surgery and the procedure, but you're not going to go deep into like the technique of the suture, deeper suture place placement, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like just having a, a broad general information is good for the consumer. Yeah. Okay. So hyaluronic acid, there are five, I mean, we, I can list all of them. We don't have to list all of them, but the, the Juvederm portfolio kind of makes it confusing because they're mostly V's. It's Volbella, Velour, Juvederm Ultra, Juvederm Ultra Plus, and Voluma. In the Restylane portfolio, there's Restylane Silk, regular Restylane, Restylane Refine, Restylane Defend. Oh, there's six in Restylane now because they added Restylane Kiss and Restylane Lift. Whew. So when I go to my cupboard, I have all 11 of those fillers in my cupboard, and I'm going to choose something very specific for you, for your needs, uh, to give you the best results. So for example, yesterday, it th I had three patients in a row, three lip fillers, three lip treatments with three different types of fillers. Wow. So not one size fits all. No. So for one patient, I use Juvederm Ultra. The next patient, I use Restylane Define. And for the other patient, I use Restylane Kiss. So it really just depends on what you need. So again, when you're seeing like, oh, this influencer got, you know, this product in her lips. I mean, I, I'm, I'm one person and I'm using all these different types because I know what is going to get your lips the best improvement. Mm -hmm. One girl, her lips were really full to start with. She had a great lip. I used Restylane D fine on her. I had another patient who had a very long distance between her nose and her lip. Her philtrum column was really long. I used Restylane Kiss on her because it's not overhydrating. It's not going to make her upper lip look too much bigger. And then for and another patient who had a lot of volume loss and had more of wrinkly deflated lips, I used Juvederm Ultra on her because I wanted something more hydrating. Mm -hmm. So when someone just like busts out the same filler type over and over in lips, it's like, they're getting paid. Mix it up. <laughs> they're getting, they're well, or, getting a bribe or their or technique is basic. Ooh, <laughs> you said it, not me. You said it. Say yeah. it again. Repeat it. Your any, technique any is advanced, basic. Any advanced injector. Now, you can have a preferred type that is absolutely no, no problem. I think that comes more with neuromodulators. You know, a lot of people will side more with one brand versus the next because mm -hmm. of experience. But I mean, even if you stick to one portfolio, you know, say you like prefer Allergan or Galderma products, you're still going to have, you should have some variety within that portfolio. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah, because so you, you, it's not one size fits all. And, um, you know, like we had mentioned before, I think a lot of people might not know this, but the filler that you use in the lips wouldn't be used in, uh, like, say, the cheeks. And why is that? There are uh, different characteristics of fillers. There's something called G prime, which is essentially in layman's terms, like the thickness or stiffness or how much it stands up. Something with a high G prime, something like Restylane Lift or Voluma is going to give you more projection, more firmness, where something that has a lower G prime that's softer, something like Restylane Silk or Volbella is going to lay flatter in the tissue. And so that's something that you would use more so in the lips. So you don't want firm projection in the lips. Because what does that cause? Russian doll lips. Or duck lips, right? <laughs> yes. The yes. Russian dollops, you guys, if you haven't seen it, it's crazy. The lips look amazing at rest, but they look like dolls. And mm -hmm. then I always want to comment on those posts like, have them talk. Yes. Have them smile. Let's see what's really good. Because everybody can look good at rest when you're mm -hmm. lying down. Mm -hmm. But how do things look when you're talking and eating? You look like a, a an inflatable doll. Mm -hmm. Also, I think that's a good point. Um, many times patients will bring me inspiration photos from like, an Instagram model or influencer they follow. And it's always, they it's have, out of me. Um, 
I guess sometimes people like people love your lips. I get um, requests for making lips some validation. <laughs> oh. I was low in my tank. So as you were saying, they bring in pictures of models. Yes, and they um, for some reason always have like full face of makeup, fully lip lined. But I, and I have to um, gently point that out to my patients. But <laughs> if you like somebody's lips, what I would encourage you to do is like dig deep in the K hole of their video story highlights. And look at their lips when they don't have makeup on or when they're speaking. And that's more realistic of what the lip is actually going to look like. Mm-hmm. Like, keep your full face makeup on. And like, everyone's overlining their lips a bit. And it's just lips aren't going to, lips don't look that way without makeup. So if you're going to bring me an inspiration photo, bring me one without makeup on, on a natural lip with no makeup on. Ooh, yeah, that's hard for a lot of people. Yeah, because does anyone have them out no, there? No, not even. I think fall, look at other injector pages too. Or, you know, a, a lot of people will pull up photos that we have previously posted on. And that's a great thing to be like, I really like this girl's lips. And it's like, that's great because I know we put three syringes in her lips over time. And that's how we were able to develop that full of a lip. Over time. Over time. Have yes. you ever put three syringes in at one time? Never. Never. Have you ever put two syringes in at one time? Yes. I mean, more than one. Um, if someone was really deflated, we were working on a little bit around the mouth. Smoker like, lines. Smoker's lines. Yes. Oral but, commissures. Yes. But I'm not talking straight up a 24-year-old girl, one syringe in the top lip, one syringe in the bottom. No. No. I would do one at a time. Yeah. Because we like to build. It, it creates the most natural effect. Yeah. And you're going to get swollen as you're injecting and you're not going to be able to determine like, is that swelling? Where's the mm-hmm. symmetry? So I will inject one syringe, have you come back in a month. And I will tell someone... The results you want, it's going to require multiple syringes over time. Yeah. It's not, it's not a race, you know, to we're build not, it. Yeah. And it's important to note that like back in the day, the filler didn't have lidocaine in it. No, it did not have lidocaine. And now all of them do. The, uh, you can request it without lidocaine. Why would somebody do that? Someone has a lidocaine sensitivity or allergy. Oh, mm-hmm. that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, we make you very comfortable. We put numbing cream on. We can do a nerve block where I do injections of numbing medicine inside or outside your mouth to numb up your lip completely. Let's talk about that for a second. Some people tout that we nerve block everybody, you know, and that's fine. But if I don't like nerve blocks personally on myself. So because you don't like drooling after you leave. I just don't like the feeling of being numb. And for me, it's like, let's just rip this bandaid off. And then there's no pain or discomfort afterwards. So mm-hmm. I don't like, I just don't like that feeling. Um, so I think you should talk to your patient and offer that to them. So when I'm consult my patients, I ask them, how's your pain tolerance? And if someone is very sensitive, they will come right out of the gate. Like, oh my God, I am so sensitive. I'm so scared of this pain for them. I know, okay, let's talk about doing a nerve block. This is what it entails. If someone's like, oh, I'm tough. I had eight babies with no numbing medicine. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, I don't flinch at my bikini waxes. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> Let's just do some ice. And even me, like I sometimes don't use numbing cream when I do my fillers on myself. I know, because you're you're a savage. I'm a savage. I just (laughs) like it all. So so just talk talk to your patients. And so someone should be able to give you Uh, make you as comfortable as possible. So on top of nerve blocks where we numb you up pretty darn good, people can still feel nervous. So in my room, I have anxiety blankets and fans and squeezy balls. And my medical assistants are trained to do nerve distraction tapping techniques. So all around the experience is just like very Zen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So for the people who are worried about the discomfort, listen, the only way you're going to find out is if you do it Mm-hmm. Have you ever stopped in the middle of injecting someone's lips straight up? They're like, I can't, I can't do this. I uh, kind of, yeah. Like I've had to tell people like, look, this, 
I haven't stopped. I finished the procedure, but this is an elective procedure. Okay. I'm not resetting your bone. It's not mandatory. I'm not going to put you to sleep for it. So I do have to tell people like, look, you got to like stay still. Cause some people, when they tense in pain, will like pull their face away I know. and then their needle comes out or like, it's, it's a, not a safe situation. <laughs> So, they're all bucking like a bucking bronco and you're do. like stay still you're straddling them like don't move some people some people you kind of but i'll be like look you i need to put more numbing in you but you just need to take a deep breath and like i love that you keep it real with it. It you're together. like you need to calm the fuck down right now <laughs> I even, you need to chill for I reals have, okay usually what happens that most people some people think that they can tolerate without a nerve block with just a numbing cream and we're talking mo- more about lips specifically because that's the most sensitive area and then i'll do a few pokes and they're like oh my writhing in pain and i'll tell them like let's just do the nerve block i'll just throw it in there and then they'll be like no no no, i'm okay i'm like no no we we either don't continue or i'm gonna numb you because i can't you can't work this. with that type of squirm no, you, it's it's a moving target and it's not safe for anybody in the situation. And even I had a patient follow up and she's like, oh, I need my nerve block. Because remember last time you told me I, I had to sit You're like, still. man up. Yes. You're like, come on. So why mm. does the lip, why does lip filler hurt more than other places? It's sensitive for good reason. You I mean, certain areas of your body are more sensitive, like your lips, like your vagina, your nipples, because like those, they're like rotting the zone. Exactly. Um, and there are more nerve endings. So in the face, there are these um, two main branches of nerves, your infraorbital nerve and your mental nerve that have direct pathways to the lips. So you have all the nerve endings going to your lips. They're more sensitive. So they're going to be more sensitive to pain too. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So yeah, chin filler and cheek filler, you guys, no thing, but a chicken wing. Mm-hmm. It is so fucking easy. I don't even need numbing cream for that stuff. No. It's so, so easy. Lip filler is a little sensitive usually around like my top but it's enough for me to go back for more mm-hmm. you know like so for people ask like how bad does it hurt i'm like i don't know yeah i've what never are, what how do i how do i quantify that it hurts like a a, a punch in the stomach i don't know <laughs> it hurts uh if you pop a pimple yes. on the edge of your lip that fuck that hurts like a motherfucker it does that's kind of what a lip injection is like mm-hmm. but there are you don't put on numbing cream and a nerve block and lidocaine in your popping tool yeah so y- you you have a lot more comfort techniques before we actually get to that pain yeah part. totally totally so what i for me for people who are kind of like whoa this is a lot of filler we get some people that'll hit us up be like yo how much for a syringe of juvederm xc or whatever i'm mm-hmm. like damn this chick hops around or she must know or whatever who want very specific i know i kind of did like a a, a savage ish tiktok video that they're day. i saw that ago. i couldn't even post it because i was like that is ta- scandalous that well is it's kind of true okay so it, but it is okay. that's why we keep it on tiktok yes yes <laughs> it's too hot for ig it is too hot for ig so i think people's feelings would get hurt by it well, okay, so we just keep it real here. Yes. And if there's and if there's one thing you guys should know about us by now is that we are not greedy here to take your money, have the highest priced stuff. Like that's not how we operate. But when you start, when I we get a DM lead, like how much is your unit of Botox? Go somewhere else. Like I, I, I don't want to be so mean about it, but preach on it, sis. Say it loud it, for those in the back. Yeah, it's just. If now, you are choosing your injector based on pricing, because in general, in the area we're in, our prices are comparable to higher end med spas, dermatology, plastic surgeons in our Newport and Claremont location. Like mm-hmm. we are not out here selling $20, $25 unit Botox. Like we are not. So you should like find someone you like their work 
and work around their pricing. Yeah, like as, not as their much, price. Amen. And yeah. that, like for, I think, and, and I can see that, right? I think some people might be offended by like, well, am I not, am I not allowed to ask the price? No, because, you know, but also with any of our PAs who are injecting you, they're going to say, this is how many, this is what I suggest for the look mm-hmm. we want to achieve. And this is going to be the total. How is that? Yes. And then you decide as a whole, you're like, okay, I, I have a budget for $600 yes. or whatever, rather than trying to calculate like, yo, well, the last mid spy hop two did 40 units of disport that was priced at $4 and 50 cents a unit. So that means that it's like, no, 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 that we don't, we don't want to attract the type of people who come here for price. And you don't, what does per unit even fucking mean? Like, it's like an awful, the system was made to make it a commodity and not a treatment. Like it just, we're not selling units. Who created the unit? Allergan. Allergan president? (laughs) Whatever. It's just like, well, I mean, there's units in medicine, you know, you have units of insulin, but it's, it's just, it, it just is a, awful way on like how they made the system because the people that are selling Botox for $9 a unit are going to tell you, you need a hundred units of Botox where we're going to be realistic with you, tell you what you need, not oversell you and actually save you money. So you just need to invest in a consultation Mm -hmm. and you can get the, you'll get the pricing out of it and say you come in and it's not something you think is for you. You can use your consultation fee for a facial, you know, you don't, you can use it for something. And that's a specifically where we charge for a consultation fee. And some people might be like, well, I go to a place where it's free. Okay. Then go over to them. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's fine if you don't want to pay for a consultation, but the consultation fee is not us taking your money and then you pay on top of that your treatment. Like we want to know that you're serious because we're fucking serious. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So like, don't be, you know, don't be hopping around to other med spas, like trying to find the best deal that are that, that we're just not a good vibe. No. We're not going to align. We're not going to be a good fit for each other. You get it. If you're on a budget and you, and you want to, you know, boil down the price of units of things and, and price compare and price match, like we're Walmart, then there are plenty of med spas yes. out there for you. Yes. But for us, we are but more. You're going to spend more money because you're going to need a busted lip job and come to us to fix it. I know. Cause it, it costs money to dissolve filler. You guys, that's not free. It is so expensive to dissolve filler. Yeah. Like a, a bottle of dissolver and you usually need multiple bottles of dissolver. It's $300. So you're going to pay more for the dissolver than you did for the lip filler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would just say, you know, even it's, it's not necessarily coming to us, but save your money for good work. I mean, mm-hmm. even I refer to a select group of plastic surgeons that I really trust. And, you know, someone will say like, well, who's the cheapest or do you have a cheaper referral? I'm like, no, like, why would I refer someone who's cheaper and does worse work? Like, I'm only going to refer like the best, best of the best. Yeah. Especially with your face. You like have to take care of your face, mm-hmm. spend money. So again, we're not telling you like you, it, it, it's not like a like bougie store where you don't have the pricing and like you feel awkward asking about it. That's not how it is at all. But you're coming to us because you trust us and you like our work, not mm-hmm. because we're the cheapest because we're not the cheapest, but we're not the most expensive either. And we end up saving you money because we're going to guide you and tell you what's right for you. Mm-hmm. We will turn you down when we don't think you need it. We don't take your money when we think you're overdoing it or overfilling. So it's a relationship, not a like yeah. hit and quit it. Yeah. I think it's just a huge red flag when people bounce from, um, you know, like would you every six weeks go to a different hair person? No. Cause they're doing like, they have to build on other work. You don't know, you know, when you get these people who are hopping around going to different places because they got cheaper filler or this out or the other, it's like, you don't know. So, I mean, this all was supposed to be about filler <laughs> and the history of filler. And now we're griping on med spa hoppers. But, you know, for me, I've, re- when I first started filler, remember I was 25 and you first did my nasal labial folds. Mm-hmm. I had heavy nasal labial folds at 25. Yeah, I should have done your cheeks, but I didn't know any better back then. <laughs> no, see, that's it. That just goes to show yeah. like how long had you been practicing 
a month <laughs> straight up. And I got, I mean, I had done lip filler, which I really loved, but I started to notice the crease around my mouth was really heavy. And so Aaron put some nasolabial fold filler there. And that was my first, but mm-hmm. then I got cheek filler and was in love. Game cheek changer. filler was yes. a game changer for yes. me. Of course I love lip filler, but that's just like, you know, it's icing on the cake. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Because the cheek filler lifted. It gave it made me look like 10 pounds slimmer. Yes. And cheek filler is great because it lasts for a long time. Yes. Different types of fillers have different durations to them. So in general, the thicker, firmer fillers, because we use them in areas that have less movement, like the cheek, chin, jawline, those are going to last you between one to two years. Yeah. So that's awesome. You're not doing it all the time. Areas that have more movement, like lip filler, typically last about six months, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. But what I tell people with the timeline, the very first time you do lip filler, after about three months, you're going to feel like, man, I feel like it's all gone. It's all worn off. Yeah. Did you feel that way? Kind of, sort of, but yeah. I get a lot of clients who do that and I tell them the same thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's like the first time your body kind of does that. Well, and if you look at a before and after picture, they're not down. You just got used to that initial full feeling. Mm-hmm. So say you did one syringe in three or four months, you feel like it's all gone. But if you look at a before and after picture, it's like 50% gone. Yeah. So it takes about six months to fully go away, mm-hmm. um, but it just starts to go down. So, you know, just the more an area moves, the less time it lasts. Yeah. Yes. But it's, it's a good investment because in the beginning, you know, it's not, I usually give people this analogy, like whatever decade you're in, you'll usually need about that many syringes per year. So if you're hold up, I'm 35, so I need three and a half syringes. Oh yeah, that's fair. A (laughs) syringe in my cheek, two syringes, one in each cheek, one in my chin, and then a half syringe in my lip. There you go. See, it's a great equation. That's really good point. Okay. Okay. I kind of made that up, but um, I like it, but it's in general. So I could have someone who's 21 years old, went through significant weight loss and need 10 syringes in their face. But once you have so what, but say that 20 year old got her 10 syringes, then she's probably only going to do two syringes a year to maintain it. Your body doesn't eat it all up. It, it holds on to some of it. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, kind of think about the gauging. If you're coming for the first time in your fifties, I'm going to at least recommend probably five syringes to start. 20s and people are like what five syringes where it's like otherwise it's just a drop in the bucket baby yeah Yeah. and you're probably gonna need more too. go get a facelift yeah your choice yes and you're very honest about that too if some people come in and they're like i want to look like this and then they pull their ponytail back and you're like "Mm, well what i can do is i can give you some cheeks i love uh, oftentimes people will pull out their high school graduation photo oh come on class of 78 No, some I have some people in their thirties, you know, but it is very telling that you know they now have early signs of jowls and they had a very nice tapered chin back mm-hmm. when they were twenty. It's like, well, you want that chin? I got some filler, yeah, for yeah. that for you. Yeah. But I will tell you, you know, you you want Botox around your eyes or a neuromodulator around your eyes? You need a blepharoplasty. Your skin is too loose. What's a blepharoplasty? A blepharoplasty is a procedure where they, a surgeon will remove excess skin in the upper and or lower eyelid. And there's some people you've said, like, you need a bluff. Oh, all the, all the and time. And she's like, I don't want it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. What we can do with a neuromodulator, we'll give you about 25% improvement. Yeah. And, you're and if you're comfortable with that, then that's awesome. Let's do it. You know, I have other patients. I The other day I was talking to a patient who wanted some more Kybella in her, her um, submental area. And it, she had a significant improvement, but she still had a little bit of fat down deeper under her, her uh, muscle, which Kybella can't treat. So I let her know, like, why don't you go to lipo consult? And she was like, okay, yeah, I actually think I want to do lipo. My um, ex-boyfriend got lipo and it was really cool. So for her, she didn't go through the procedure because she wants to put that money towards a surgical procedure. Mm -hmm. And 
I think a lot of times injectors are scared about losing their patients to a, a surgery. A surgery. They're going to come back to you, you know, yeah, like, exactly. you know, like, are I mean, or if they don't, they don't. And you can't believe in scarcity. No, no. You have to believe in abundance. Absolutely. I mean, even with, I use a lot of analogies with hairstylists too. Like mm -hmm. if you're coming out as a new hairstylist, are you worried there's aren't going to be enough patients or clients for you? No, there's plenty of clients. You just have to grow and build. Yeah. There's plenty of people to go around and you want people who are best fit for you. Like if someone doesn't want to see you and is prefer someone else, like by all means, let them go see you. I mean, I've even had patients that started with me, but they end up seeing a different injector and in our own business and prefer that other injector. Like that is amazing that you are able to find someone you connect with. So yeah. you shouldn't worry about that. Do so, what's best for the patient and it all comes back around. Yes. You have to believe that. Cause I think when you start to do things out of a greedy place or a scarce place, then that's when, you know, like it propels that type of negative energy. Yes. You got to just like your other injectors, they might, yeah. Like, you know, the other injectors more than you. So wait, who injects your face? Anyone in the office, whoever I have spare time yeah. with. Because you've trained them all. Yeah. No, they're all good. I think Jackie more recently has because I have a little bit more time in Newport because I try to wait out traffic when mm -hmm. I drive down there. No, I used to inject my own face, but that's a big no, no, that right? is a big no, no. Cause you, you know, what you see is different. What I see is you look at your face. I mean, like I'm the injector. I'm like, what I see, <laughs> but I, I picked up a lot of stuff. Like for me, what was really helpful in the beginning when in the beginning, when it was just me and Aaron and I had to answer all the questions and all the phones and I was Aaron's MA and it was super stressful. And people were like, what's the difference between filler? Because a lot of you guys come in with a degree in Google and are like, I want this filler in this part of my face. And I'm like, sit down, first of all, and you're going to get what Aaron thinks is best. And you guys are going to talk about it. And you're going to learn why. And they're like, okay, okay, you're right. But what helped me understand is like, so the Voluma, which was just FDA approved for the chin. I've been using Voluma in my chin. Like that's nothing new. Uh, I've had wrestling. I had lift right in my chin. You've had it all. I've, yeah, I've had everything. I've had everything in my face, honestly. Um, there's nothing I haven't done. I, I did Voluma in my cheeks and that lifted everything and it was very stiff. And, you know, sometimes people see like, oh, well, this, this med spa over here is having a sale on Voluma and I really want my lips done. And I'm like, well, listen, with the different types of filler, the different molecule size, like you talk about the G prime or whatever, mm -hmm. the different thickness of it. So some people will squirt out a syringe and waste a syringe of filler to show like the viscosity and the thickness of it. But I look at it, I try to tell people it's like dairy products, right? So like, a Voluma, Voluma, the filler for the cheeks and the chin and the jawline, that's like a scoop of ice cream, mm -hmm. right? It's stiff, but once it, you know, it's stiff, but it, it's, it could be softened, you know, but it, it's when you scoop it, you dig your spoon into it or it fits on a cone and it's a stiff ice cream scoop, right? I want a stiff ice cream scoop in my cheek to give it projection, to give it lift, to kind of pin my shit up. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, I wouldn't want that type of hard ice cream scoop in my nasal labial folds, yeah. the, the smile lines. That right. would be better suited as for what, Juvederm? Juvenile Ultra, yeah, Velour, Vel regular Restylane, like yes. you can put a lot in the folds. Actually. In the folds, there's it's a little more flexibility because you know for some people it's very deep. Yes, their folds are super deep. Mine aren't that deep, but you want a filler that's in terms of dairy, more of like a whipped cream, mm -hmm. where you could spread it a little bit. You know, like it's a little more softer. And then what's in the lips, that's a little, uh, that's going to be much softer. Yes. That's going to be more of like a half and half or a whipping cream because you're moving your mouth, you're mm -hmm. making expression, you're puckering, you're kissing, you're this, that, or the other. It And also you're moving that part of your face way more by puckering, kissing, eating, and it's going to break down a little quicker than in your cheek. Mm -hmm. So people think they're being smart and they're like, well, I heard Voluma, the hardest, most longest lasting filler, it works up to two years. So I want that shit in my lips. No. No. Well, your lips People do that though, right? Be honest. 
yeah, some people do. Yeah. Some injectors put volume, volume in the lips. Yeah, and I, I can't say it's a blanket like you should never, ever do that. It really depends on the person's anatomy, but it's just knowing, it's just going to the injector that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. But in general, yeah. I don't. What do I have in my, I have Kiss in my lips. I'm a, I'm a hoe. I got all different brands in my face. I got Voluma in my cheek, Voluma in my chin. I have a half syringe Kiss in my lips. I did Kybella. What else? I think that's. I haven't done my folds lately because my cheek filler lifts all of it. Yeah, yeah. Which is beautiful. Like Erin was being cheap years ago when she just did my nasal labial folds. I'm like, that's all you got? I want a syringe in each cheek. Pop, pop. And as a bigger girl, I need a little more filler in the cheek, right? So like more, like, I'm not trying to throw shade on myself, so don't look at me like that. No, I'm waiting for you to be like, are you calling me fat? <laughs> no, bigger I, girls. And I didn't even say anything. Bigger girls need more filler to lift is, shit up. That is Slender correct. girls. That is correct. Slender girls don't need as much. That's correct. Because they don't have to lift up as much. I got more jowls. I got more fat on my face. And I'm not saying that to talk smack on myself. It's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And so Erin needs a little more to help pin it up, to lift it up. Give me that mid-face lift. Give me that contour, yes. which I love. And it just creates my, it turns my face from a, a square into an almond mm -hmm. or a triangle, an upside down triangle, which I love. Yeah, it looks good. What do you have? in your face what do i have I actually just dissolved my lips because like i had oh, i had all this like mishmash of filler so i wanted to start fresh i haven't <laughs> done like, it you were a test bunny you're a test rabbit and you had a little this a little that yeah i wanted to like just dissolve it what do i have what well, always do like my toxin i'm like on point my toxin i i haven't done my folds either in like years mm -hmm. but i think i have i have bloom in my cheeks you know last time i just closed my eyes and let jackie do her thing chin filler oh chin filler Botox for sure i think lift in my chin I haven't had Botox in my chin recently. Uh, I need I need to do my temples. My I need some temple filler. Skinny girl probs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's the one thing I'll never need is temple filler. I got fat temples and it's all good. <laughs> I got fat all over my body. Thank God in my temples. So I don't have to worry oh, about temple filler, gosh. but it, it balances it all out. Yeah, so. but I think at this point I'm on like a two syringe a year game plan. Because oh, so I, you are reversing the, the hands of time. I am. Because you're 38. How old are you? 38? Yeah. So you should require yeah. about 3.8 syringes of filler a year. But you've also been doing stuff since you were in your mid-20s. So you're slow. You're you're kind of like a, a test case. Yeah. Just this is it what down. happens if you started doing injectables. For all you young people out there who are mm -hmm. wondering, when should I start? Look at Erin Jensen. How old do you think she is? 28? No, she's 38. <laughs> I don't look 28. <laughs> I just want to look good for my age. That's look right. rested. Well, if That's you guys, I, I hope you guys learned a lot about our filler episode. We tried to keep it we focused. We went all over the place a we little did. bit. But we did. That's kept okay. It, we want to talk about the history of filler, what was used, what Aaron started off with back in the day, why we carry what we do. Aaron carries it because she loves it. She's she's well-versed in both mm -hmm. brands because she's a trainer for them. Yes. For people who are like, how can Aaron be my trainer? You got to reach out to your rep because Aaron can't decide who she trains. And all of our injectors are amazing and well-versed in all of our products. Yes, Aaron, Aaron yes. handpicked them. Yes. And so while you might not be able to see me as a new patient, all of the women that we hire, or you know, right now we have all women injectors, they are just amazing, highly experienced, a great artistic eye. And that is the most important thing in an injector is being able to see the face and see what will make it look better. Yeah. It's not paint by numbers mm -mm. so all of our injectors are incredible they are great and i've been injected by all of them mm -hmm. you have oh yeah i made them run through this face <laughs> all of them so thank you guys so much for listening to our episode all about filler and uh, make sure to follow us on apple podcast and subscribe on spotify and we will see you guys next week bye bye